0: Have you ever wondered if your writing is good or not? Have you ever thought about the purpose of your own prose and if it is helping or hurting your story? Well, whether you have or haven't, good prose and bad prose can often be the difference between having somebody fall in love with your writing or somebody hating it. Welcome back to the Wrestling With Words podcast. My name is Cameron. I'm a writer, an editor, and your host. Here we talk about all things related to writing and storytelling. The goal is to help you tell better stories while also understanding how the best stories are told. But before we jump into today's discussion, a bit of housekeeping first. I apologize, last week I was six so I missed the upload for what would be this episode, but we are back on track to our regular upload schedule. However, we did start a new series on the YouTube channel covering the character ghost and the different types of character ghosts. If you haven't already watched that video, I suggest going over and checking that out after finishing this episode. Last week we covered guilt and how guilt can play a role in developing your character's backstory. Also a few weeks ago, Wrestling With Words officially became a LLC. This has been something that I've wanted to do for a long time. and officializing and making the brand that sort of started as just a freelancing sort of project, seeing it develop into a legitimate business is something that is really exciting. Between now and the new year, we are working on coordinating some changes to the website as well as launching some additional services. Right now, I'm in the process of finding a web developer and a designer to help sort of overhaul the website as well as give the brand and branding a bit of a facelift there's also going to be a patreon that gets set up as well where you all can suggest topic ideas and vote on future videos as well as get access to some exclusive content information i'm also going to be offering some sample first page critiques and edits as well but more on all of that later we'll have some formal announcements and whatnot but for today's topic pros but more specifically good pros and bad pros good writing and bad writing when i think of good pros or good writing there's sort of two big buckets that i start to categorize these things into and this is sort of like a checklist or even something that you can use to confirm if you're either on the right track or perhaps you have been getting some feedback that your writing is Lacking in some regard. We're gonna go over those two sort of points or those two buckets first, and then we'll get into some other symptoms of perhaps bad prose or ineffective prose. But the first question, which is sort of the first bucket, is you should ask yourself, is your writing clear? Now, I have said in the past that I'm a big fan of ambiguous storytelling, but ambiguous storytelling and ambiguous prose. Are two very different things. The goal of our prose should be to deliver information and deliver the story to our reader. And being ambiguous with our writing can often have the opposite effect. Our writing should be clear, and our audience should understand what is being said. They should understand all of the W's, the who, the what, the where, and the when. Having there be this ambiguity in who is speaking and where they are or what exactly is going on is going to cause the opposite effect or make your prose off-putting. The actual prose of our writing should help enhance the story itself and facilitate this information in a clear and concise way. Now, there's always going to be sort of stylistic choices and even... Pros that are a little more flowery, or even going into the category of purple prose, there are times to do it and times not to. But at the end of the day, your writing should help the reader understand what is going on and understand what is happening in your story. We should try to be consistent with our point of view and the narrative voice as well, as strong shifts in the tone and sort of the atmosphere, more specifically within a scene, is really important to. To maintain, breaking these sorts of things can often be very disengaging from your story and even from the the writing itself. And at worst, this could turn off your reader entirely. But again, the difference between ambiguous storytelling and ambiguous writing are, are, are vastly different. Ambiguous storytelling is good if that is what you're going for, if you want sort of this ambiguous mystery or some ambiguity left. For the reader to interpret, that usually isn't done in your prose, but more so in the story elements and the actual delivery of the narrative. Ambiguous storytelling can be very immersive if it kind of fits your tone and your story. And again, ambiguous storytelling isn't confusing prose. Ambiguous prose is, in fact, confusing prose. But the second on the list, or the second question that we can also ask ourselves, Is our writing interesting? Interesting is very broad, and it's kind of meant to be that way. Because the different forms and different genres that we can write within will vary. When we talk about interesting writing, we're usually referring to four things. Tension, conflict, showing, and telling. And the idea when we are within our prose and we are checking to make sure that these four things are being maintained, It's usually in regards to, am I doing these things at the right time? And the easiest one to point to is our showing and telling, or showing versus telling. Both are required in a story. There are times to show and there are times to tell. However, what often can happen is that we find ourselves showing too much or showing too often. And other times we might find ourselves telling too much or telling too often. And this will be a thing that usually gets ironed out during revisions. But there isn't necessarily a hard rule to follow. It's more of a feel that you'll have to understand with your own writing. Usually, if we give our work to somebody and have them provide some sort of feedback or critique, we can get a good sense of if I'm showing too much or if I'm telling too much. And a similar thing goes with conflict and tension. We need to understand the sort of roller coaster of conflict and tension and when to provide tension and when to not. Similar to conflict, we need to, usually there will always be some sort of conflict present, but knowing when to really showcase that that conflict and then when to give some sort of Resolution to that conflict. And again, the the is our writing interesting question is a part of prose that takes the most to get a feel for. Because everybody's prose and everybody's writing style is going to be different. So the sooner you can kind of recognize what are things that I do a lot of that might be hurting my prose. And what, do I, what am I doing well that might be helping my prose are really the best way to sort of repair this issue if it is an issue but really quickly if you are finding value in this episode or in what i'm saying consider liking or even subscribing as it's a good indicator that you're getting value out of this video and that it's a way to really help out the channel but one thing in particular that we can really kind of examine or be a symptom of bad prose is purple prose and this is a term that you might have heard before or might not have but essentially it is in reference to being too flowery or too wordy with our prose there's a sliding scale of the acceptance level or the tolerance level for this usually in literary fiction this is a little more acceptable. Depending on the historical time period of a historical fiction, this can also be acceptable. And even this can be acceptable in uh, some, some subgenres of fantasy. And again, there's exceptions to all of this. Some people may really prefer or really like a certain author's style. And that style might include very flowery or even purple prose. But usually, we want to shy on the edge of not going in the camp that is purple prose. Usually you see a lot of purple prose being used by first-time writers or by um, younger authors because we think that we need to be the most flowery and the most descriptive with our writing to make it good writing. But good writing is subjective, but it's also... Good writing is effective writing. If you can tell a compelling story and you aren't using tons of descriptors, or at least an unnecessary amount of descriptors, then those prose are good in a sense. Now, someone who does the same thing, but is able to have very poetic prose is also good. But the the difference is when it starts to distract from your writing or it becomes even hard to read. If you find yourself using a thesaurus for synonyms or for different words to spice up your word choice, it's better to go with the word that first comes to mind. Now, you do kind of want to avoid double jeopardy where you have, you know, the you're using the same word in a follow along sentence. And in that case, you might want to try to find a synonym. but. For the most part, if you're going and searching for sophisticated or super descriptive words or words that aren't really used as often in, in common language, you're probably going towards that camp that is Purple Prose. But it's not always just descriptions. It can be analogies as well. Using synonyms and analogies and, and all of these different things to help aid the imagery of your story can sometimes be really distracting and hurtful to your writing. But another sort of symptom that can be a sign of going down that sliding scale that is bad prose can be overwriting. Now, this isn't necessarily always the case, but this can sometimes be an indicator that we're being a little bit too wordy with what we are writing. If our word count is very high, we either are dealing with too many scenes, which could be more of a structural problem, but if we're trying to trim out words, it could be that we are just very wordy with our sentences. Good thing to practice doing while we're writing is changing up our sentence length and our sentence structure. This is sort of another topic as well in the symptoms of bad prose, but changing the pace of our actual writing can can create sort of an unpredictable feeling. Usually if if we're writing paragraph long sentences readers will tend to gloss over or skip same thing goes for if our writing is very choppy and very short sentences and very literal we can often skip over or it feels like we're reading a grocery list of things that a character has done but another point within the realm of the longer word counts is sort of our meandering thoughts we can look at scenes and if they don't feel that they are concise or if we look in chapters and where we started and where we end are all over the place, we can see that we might be possibly meandering with our thoughts and meandering within scenes. And sort of the last point would be flat writing. And this is writing with, without any tension or without any sort of conflict. And I think that when, when I think of flat writing... I usually put the actual structure of sentences into the delivery of sentences in there as well. So just a moment ago, I referenced if our sentences are very, very short, very, very literal, this can often be very flat for writing, can feel like we're just reading a list of actions or a list of descriptors. The same thing goes for too long of sentences or there's no variation or no sort of longer rhythm to our sentence structure. Now. All of these things don't necessarily need to be thought of as we're actually writing. The key with recognizing good and bad prose is going to be from the revision process. So what's most important is that we get the words on the page. And then following that, the second most important thing is seeing where the strengths and weaknesses are in our writing. If it works out that you just need to get everything on the page, I mean, it comes off as very flat. That's okay. But you need to recognize and, and, and understand that you're, you write flat on that first draft and that you can then go back and, and revise. But that sort of comes full circle then. if Once we recognize and once we learn to recognize maybe where our own limitations are with our pros, what good pros are, or even maybe what we're doing well in our pros, the best thing we can do is continue to go back to those sort of those two buckets those being is our writing clear and then is our writing interesting and we can go back to those two points and try to understand and try to look at our work objectively and see what it needs to be better or what might need to be dialed back so that it's not as dramatic or in the realm of purple prose but that's all to say I think that's a good place to sort of wrap it up as well. Let me know what you're wrestling with. This was a suggestion from the YouTube comment section. So if you have any comments or suggestions on upcoming videos, or if you want to suggest a topic, feel free to comment down below and let me know. At least until we get the Patreon up and running. But that's all to say. Thanks for watching, and I'll see you next time.